Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 491, recorded live on Sunday, December 18th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who is still waiting for Hanukkah to start this year, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who's in the middle of his Christmas season, Andy Lowe. Hi. Wait, what? Uh, that's why we're recording on Sunday, is uh, we had two out of our three Christmases already. But Christmas and Hanukkah are the same day this year. I know, but you haven't started celebrating Hanukkah yet, have you? No. Well, I have already opened up Christmas presents, so I'm already in, like, the, the middle of the Christmas, you know, season. All right, then. Because, you know, I've got, you know, we had the two this weekend. I've got my work holiday party this week, and then my family's Christmas is going to be on Christmas. And then we'll be done with Christmas. So, you know, it, it's a whole it's a whole thing we have to go through. There's, there's lots of Christmases. Yes, evidently Christmases and Christmas parties and everything. I don't have to worry about those. My nope. Christmas this year is actually going to be going to see Star Wars and going to Chinese food. Sounds like a good time. It's a good Christmas. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, I don't know when we're going to see Star Wars. I'll have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you doing Christmas Day? I'm not sure yet. Do you you actually have Christmas on Christmas Day? Yes. Okay. But we don't know where exactly that's going to be held at the moment. Ah. So. Okay. Once, you know, we actually have finalized plans. For Christmas Day. Yes. Which is a week away. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, literally one week away. It's coming. There's nothing we can do to stop it. If we did stop it, there'd be a lot of unhappy kids. And we're back. That might have been me. I don't know why. But I suddenly just lost the internet, and then it came back again. Well, welcome back. Thanks. That was an interesting pause. (laughs) I don't know where it was in my voice when it cut out, so I'm just going to repeat that I have this stack of cards on my desk that I really need to get to. I've got ones that are... uh, Laura dropped them off, and they're the ones where I have... Uh, these are the ones I need to sign. These are, these are the ones I need to write a message and sign. Oh, Kate just, Kate does the messaging. I just signed. Yeah. Yeah. Laura's making me do the messages for my family. Ah, well that would, that probably would be a good idea. Yes. But I have not, you know, messaged any of, put many messages in the cards. It's just spent. You just, you just sign your name? Yes. Do you even sign your name or does she do that? (laughs) No, I sign my name. (laughs) She's calling me a slacker though. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah no, I I could probably I could probably do more. We always just use mail merge. And who was I talking to today? Said that they were having such a pain in the butt with mail merge. Who do you work with that uses mail merge on a day to day basis? Um, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Our front office lady up in Holland. Name's Patty. She runs an antiques business on the side. Okay. So I do believe that was with the antiques business that they were having a problem with mail merge. I see. So Not not the, the professional reason why she was there, but no. the side business that she was running Yes. in addition to why she was there. Yes. Okay. So yeah, no, she was talking about mail merge and having problems, and I'm like, can't help you, never used it. I, I use it, but no, you, if you have problems with mail merge, your best bet is usually to start over. <laughs> That is unfortunate, but true. I I don't know where to go from that one. Okay. I, I don't have many places to go. We have topics. <laughs> we do have, we do have topics. That is, <coughs> oh, sorry. That is the most uh, definite thing button. that we do have outside oh. of you having that wonderful cough. Hi, I'm recovering. Hi, I'm Dave, oh. and I'm recovering. Hi, Dave. Hi. Yeah. You might have to do most of the talking on this one, Andy. Okay, well, let's start at the top and just work our way down. Why not? Just one through the next. You don't want to, like, try and theme these. You don't want to think about these. You just, like, start at the top and we'll work our way down. Yep, start at the top and just machine machine gun our way down. I'd rather start at the bottom and work our way up. Oh, would you rather do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, Well, I still have more voice. (laughs) Oh, because most of yours are at the bottom? Hey, mine are scattered throughout. (laughs) One. The one is mine. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, yeah, actually, you're, yeah, you're, you're Thank literally you. half. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I'm Andy. I put up all the topics. That only happens some episodes. I've been working on getting better at that. I know. I do recognize that you historically, yes, did indeed put most of the topics on there. <laughs> So we could actually find out how many. Yeah, we probably could. But right now, let's start at the very bottom. IBM released a study that they did. Uh-huh. 23-page IBM security study surveyed 600 business leaders 
1,021 consumers and 46% of the businesses responded, uh, business responders reported that they had experienced ransomware in their organizations. Of the 46% that have been impacted by ransomware, 70% admitted that their organization just paid the ransom. Okay. The amount paid depended. 20% paid over $40,000, 25% paid between 20 and 40,000, and 11% paid between 10,000 and 20,000. Ow. That's a lot of money. 20% paid over $40,000. Yeah. Well, okay, so a fifth of it's not of the, is is that 20% of the people who paid or 20% of people who were infected? Uh, but those business respondents that paid a ransom, 20% of those who that okay. paid, paid so over 40000 of the ones that paid. Yes. Paid 40000 or more. Okay, so 600 business leaders, 46% of those had been impacted by ransomware. So that's, we'll say, 300. And 70% of that, of the 300, actually paid. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't just 600 business leaders. Like It was more than that. Yeah. It was 600 business leaders plus the 1,000 consumers. True, but th- did the consumers know if they paid money for ransomware? They don't define what a business respondent is. That is true. Yeah, we'd actually have to look at, we'd have to read the 23-page report. God damn it. All right. Uh, You have to submit your information for it. Uh, I'm not going to do that. IBM Security reveals... No, thanks. I'd like to learn more about IBM Security Services. No. (laughs) Read the report to learn perceptions. Yeah, I want to read the report. Uh, You have to put in a bunch of crap to read the report. No. They want to know who's reading their report. Yeah. Uh, Probably so they can sell the business services. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) It snuck up on me. Shut up. It sounded like a half cough. It was just... <laughs> it was. I muted halfway through. Um, cough was so, so strong it blew out your microphone. So these these folks who paid, paid, some of them paid a lot of money. Yes. Some of them paid not as much money, but no. still, actually, they all paid a lot of money. Yes. But is it that surprising? Like, sometimes it's the cheapest way, right? D- yeah, no, especially if they don't have a backup. Well, but even if they have a backup, how long does it take to bring a backup up? Oh, well, yeah, it all depends on the size of your organization. Some of the bigger ones probably a while. A day? Yeah, probably. Let's, I mean, watch. let's say, let's be generous. You're a sizable organization, and it takes you half the workday to bring the backups up to, to full. Sound reasonable? Sure. Half the workday. How much productivity do you lose in half the workday? Oh, my goodness. If you are big enough that it takes you half the workday to bring your backup up. Yeah, no, that would... I mean, the the easiest way is just look at how much you spend on your employees and how much that half day costs you, right? Because you can't do anything without the computers. Now, some companies certainly can, right? Like a restaurant is not going to be crippled, but it's going to suck. Yeah, no, like I, I can honestly tell you, I had to personally deal with ransomware. Yep. Like, it's one of those things where it's like that if, you know, we didn't have the backups in place, we would have had a problem. Yep. We would have had a really bad problem. How long did it been... take you to bring the backups up? Um, It took me about two to three hours okay. to clear out can all you... the encrypted stuff and reload. The... Can you guess how much productivity you lost? Um, if you can't, that's okay because I, no, can I can't because companies not wanting that data out there. I I honestly can't think of it either because um well I was also that was the day I was out getting okay. my wisdom teeth pulled so oh, so you, you know. didn't lose any productivity you but already like, had a sick day <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you no place the ransomware I oh god that would be every time I you know take a vacation day at work I'm just waiting for a shoe to drop that's all I'm doing is just like going okay. What's what's going to fall here? What's going to fall here? What's going to break? Yep. Something's going to break. What's going to break? Mm-hmm. Does something break? Uh, the last vacation I took, yeah, something did break. <laughs> uh, the last sick day I took, yeah, something else also broke. Stop taking sick days, Andy. Every time you take a sick day, something breaks. I'm sorry. I'll try not to get sick. Let me just seal myself. Cough. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to actually be a cough. <laughs> Just be glad we're not recording in person. <laughs> Man, if we were recording in person, I would. You would be in. Honestly, I think we'd be doing Skype in the same building. Yeah, we'd <laughs> Just, be in different rooms. Yeah, you would not risk this. No, actually, by now I'm sure I'm actually not um, infected. Infectious. Yeah, like I've had this for a while. Yeah, but you could be like Typhoid Dave. <laughs> Just sitting there waiting, mm-hmm. waiting for someone healthy. I mean, I'm planning on going to work tomorrow. <laughs> we have the staff meeting. That is 10,000 people in one room. 
I told you in one of the first days that I was working where I'm at, right? Did I tell you about that when I got sick? Nope. So I had my boss there, uh, the guy who was in charge of Axia Networks for the company, and the guy who's in charge of our automation software for the company. So everybody was in there trying to teach me how all this stuff works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I start getting sick because, you know, (laughs) I'm getting sick. It's cold out. It's something that I'm just, I I get sick. I go home early one day. Right. Everybody else, you know, leaves, go back to their general area, and then they all get sick from what I had. So I took down <laughs> most of the higher level IT department of the company in one go. Not bad, not bad. Nope. <coughs> yep, I'm I'm thinking of taking like a surgical mask with me to work, just so I've got the, the stuff. Anyway, we were talking about ransomware. Yes. And about people paying ransoms. For ransom. Yes. A lot of people pay ransom for ransomware. Mm-hmm. It looks like there is a, a new ransomware. Yes, yes, there is an oh, going we out of could, order. Yeah, we could go out of order, but this works. Um, it's called Popcorn Time, which do not be confused with the other software, Popcorn Time, which um, is not legal. The Popcorn Time. Yes. Right. But this, this it's another piece of software called Popcorn Time. Wait, but why? They named it the same thing? Yeah, I don't know why. So it, one has nothing to do with the other? No. So this one, Okay. Um, not only can you pay a ransom to get the files back, but there's also a way of getting the uh, ransom for free. Oh, that's devious. So what you do is you have the victim, uh, if yeah, if two people become infected via your referral link and pay the ransom, you get yours for free. That is devious. I'm never trusting a link from anyone I know ever again. Well, the Popcorn Time Ransom Note contains a URL that points to a file located on the ransomware's Tor server, which right now, currently, um, that server is down. Okay, so you can't even, like, actually decrypt. Yeah. There's also, it looks like, a spot in the uh, source code for the malware that deletes a victim's files if you enter the wrong decrypt code four times. Oh, that's just not cool. No, this is, that's a sucky malware right there. Yeah, this one's really aggressive. Mm -hmm. This is really aggressive. And only that is, hey, you know, trick your two friends into it and you get yours for free. That's (laughs) That's you know, it. you know what? What though? Couldn't I just make a virtual machine they on have another to pay. computer? Oh, they have to pay. Yes. Oh fuck. Oh, well that sucks. Yeah. So that <laughs> you can either pay or pay twice. Is it, uh, like two other people to pay? Hmm. Yeah. How about no? How about just how no about, across the board? How about this all stops? Yes. Please. Just, just stop it. Just stop it now. Just that's that's it. Just stop it. No more. Right, so moving up the list, well, it's actually technically back down the list, <coughs> and then back up. DuckTales has returned. I thought it. DuckTales has returned. I thought it. The game was already. The the game was. Yep, the game came back. They're rebooting the actual show. Oh. On Disney XD. Okay. And uh, some of the the changes: Huey, Dewey, and Louie, the three nephews, are yeah. all individually voiced and will have personalities that oh. are different from each other. Uh, Webby will, of course, be playing a bigger part, and Scrooge McDuck is being voiced by a Scotsman. Really? Doctor Who? Doctor Who. Or, no, what was his Kilgrave. name? Kilgrave. Yeah, Kilgrave, that's what it was. I was like, yeah. Mr. Purple? No, he's, he's not being voiced by Doctor Who, he's being voiced by the Purple Man. Yeah, the Purple that Man, that's is, what it was. That is now who, uh, Uncle Scrooge is, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> he is, he is the Purple Man. That's how he made his fortune. <laughs> that is how he made his fortune. So the way that they revealed this was they they made a um, a YouTube video of all the new cast members singing the opening song. Oh, which is now because, going through my head. Yeah, because that's what people are nostalgic for, right? When you think Ducktales, what do you think? Life is like a hurricane. Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. We're not allowed to sing. True. That restriction has not been lifted from us. So, are you going to watch it? Yes. It has David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck. Come on! Are you? No. Why not? I never, I never really watched DuckTales originally. So? Kate said something. Yeah, Kate used to watch it. Watch it with Kate. Watch it with Kate, all right. Yes, <laughs> she, she's debating that. So, Amazon Drones. Amazon Drones? Yes. What are they talking about? Well, they finally actually delivered an actual customer's package. Cool. They legally delivered their first Prime order this week. It was in the UK. Um, Let's see, what did they order? They ordered a Fire TV and a bag of popcorn. I wonder if they knew when they were placing the order. Well, this was, um, let's see, 
So far, the trial includes only two customers who live near Amazon's testing facility near <laughs> Cambridgeshire. Uh, <coughs> That's awesome. Which is no surprise outside of Cambridge. Yeah. So 13 yeah. minutes. 13 minutes from when she or he, when they clicked order till when the drone had delivered the Kindle Fire or sorry, Amazon Fire TV and a bag of popcorn. Good news is there will be no... What? I want 13-minute deliveries of my stuff. Well, I wonder if you'll live within uh, five miles of the... uh, Amazon test facility? Yeah. I mean, I I would now. So, Dave, you're moving to... uh, They made a whole video about it. It's adorable. It's probably also completely false. So, yeah, now Actual, it, here, this part, actual flight footage, not simulated. You see the drone taking off and flying away. They must have a second drone following it because they have aerial shots of the drone. <laughs> and sure enough, it finds the little thing and it leaves the package there. There will be no surcharge for the 30 minute drone delivery for these customers. So they just get 30 minute delivery. Yep. To become oh, deliv- you got to walk outside to get it. Uh, oh, that sucks. So what do you want then to like have it slam into your door, knock a couple of times and have you open it and have the drone just kind of like come in, drop it and then leave again? Uh, I don't think this drone could fit into my house. Probably not. This is a very wide, wide drone. What's the range on these things? Well, they said 30 minutes of flight. Fly under 400 feet, weigh less than 50 A uh, distance of 10 miles. Okay, there we go. So 10 miles from every single Amazon warehouse. Woo! Which there aren't really that many. <laughs> nope. Oh, no, here they're saying it's 15 miles. Oh. Hold on. Amazon Here's... Prime Air. Oh, my God. Amazon Fulfillment Center locations. First question on the FAQ, is this science fiction or is this real? God damn it, Amazon. Stop being so full of yourself. Can I get Delaware, Florida, Georgia? Can... There are no fulfillment centers in Michigan. Nope. There's one in, uh, uh, shoot, it's not in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's in Wisconsin. It's over by the lake. Yep. Kenosha? Yep. There's actually two there now. What? They're currently listed two on this sheet here. Two in Kenosha or in Wisconsin? No, two in Kenosha. Good lord. That building was huge. You're not, now you're telling me there's a second one? Yep. Jeez. All right. Kentucky. There's one in, oh, there is a sort center in Michigan. Ooh. The hell is that? Hold on. I'm seeing where this sort center is. Michigan. Uh, where they just like redistribute? Brownstown, Michigan. Where the heck is Brownstown? Brownstown, Michigan. Come on, Google Maps. You're killing me here. Oh, Brownstown, Michigan, I think might be part of Wyandotte. So we're talking South Detroit, which is over by the airport. Yeah, that is definitely South Detroit. Yep. It is right next to the airport. Yep. That would make sense. So yeah, that's that's a close <laughs> thing for Michigan. So what is the sort center? So yeah, think of the sort center as a way station between famil- fulfillment centers and customers who receive your products. It's because they can just throw a bunch of stuff together for the sort center, and then the sort center acts like a mini fulfillment center. Yes, which I feel like mine would probably be in over by Chicago or South Bend. Let's look at Illinois. Oh, there's not one in Illinois. Is there a fulfillment center in Illinois? There's got to be. Yep, there's a bunch of them in Illinois. Joliet, yep. Illinois. There we go. Yep. So yeah, so drone delivery actually finally happened. Okay. So what is... Oh, it's the Isaac Newton <coughs> book. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, the Principia Mathematica. Okay, you just had Principia, and I was like... Yeah, you don't... That, that doesn't connect for you? It, it did in my head, but I just had to make sure. The Philosophe Naturalis Principia Mathematica? Yep. Basically, Isaac Newton's book of science. Sold at for $3.7 million. That's a lot of money. It's not the rarest book, because the original manuscript is that. Well, of course. Yeah. Wow, so somebody sold one of the 80 copies for $3.7 million. Hmm. So that's going to hide in somebody's vault, not to see the light of day again. Um, light, but probably not the light of day. No, because UV light, bad for books. Yeah, especially books made at the time this one was. Yeah. Oh, so. what is... What was in the Principia? Science. Was it all science? It, it was mostly math, wasn't it? Like, it was calculus. Three-volume work on the foundations of mathematics. No, that's the wrong Principia. That's the Principia I'm looking for. Often referred to... 
often referred to, I'd like you to point this out here on Wikipedia, often referred to as simply the Principia. Okay. Is a work in three books by Isaac Newton, published in Latin in 1687. Oof. States the laws of motion, classical mechanics, universal gravitation, the derivations of Kepler's laws of planetary motion, uh, and that's about it. So a lot of physics. Yeah, a lot of basic math and physics. Which you got to so start somewhere. Math, like calculus, right? Yeah. That is... Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing basic about calculus. <laughs> Kate's disagreeing and saying that there is a level of calculus that is, oh my God, I want to shoot myself calculus. Yes, Kate is correct. <laughs> Dave is agreeing with you. It's usually referred to as uh, differential equations. Oh, God. You know, oh, don't give me oh God. You never had to take DiffEQ. I know, but I've heard enough of it to understand that I don't want to touch it with the 10-foot pole. Believe me, also, the amount of calculus that you would have to do for RF calculations is uh, Calc 3, I think. No, you probably need some DiffEQ for that. RF gets to be some, like, really, really funky math. Yeah. Like, imaginary numbers have a physical, realistic example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's some stuff on the RF equations that you just trust that the calculators that the FCC says to use are the right ones. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Okay. So up speaking- to 20 feet of poles. <laughs> speaking of... Uh, science and electricity and all that other fun stuff. Electromagnetic radiation. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure where electricity was coming in there, but sure. EM radiation? Okay. Um, California's Energy Commission announced that it's going to adopt new energy efficiency rules for computers and monitors sold in the state of California. Sorry, I had coughing. What was that? (laughs) California's Energy Commission says it's going to adopt new energy efficiency rules for computers and monitors sold in the state. Okay. Since, you know, California is such a large state. It's It's a pretty big state. Most likely these rules are going to affect the rest of the nation. Yeah. I mean, how many of those packages do you see, like the state of California rule number whatever requires us to let you know Mm -hmm. that this is a potential carcinogenic? Yep. That's that's California. Yep. Uh, They have an estimated 25 million computer monitors, 21 million desktop computers, and 23 million notebooks currently being used in the state. So they they're setting up these tiers saying that, you know, the, um, you know, you must uh, for... Off modes, idle modes, and sleep modes, they must, you know, enter this energy use target, which they have not officially said what it's going to be yet. Mm. But they're going to say that, okay, you know, we're going to give you these energy use targets for when your computer is not being used. And by January 1st, 2018, um, you'll need to comply by them. For all new things produced in the state. Yes. So they're going to start out that, and then January 1st, 2019 is going to be notebook computers and Tier 1 desktop computers. July 2019 is going to be Tier 1 standards from computer monitors. I will believe it when I see the law get signed. I guess the law's been signed, right? They adopt the... It's the Energy Commission. They don't need to get it. I will believe it after the first lawsuit, because with... The way the government is moving right now, I mean, this uh, this is for things that are produced in the state, right? No, no, this is for use. This is for oh, uh, use in the state. Yeah, for being sold oh, in the state. California, you are being silly. These are rules for any new computer electronics sold in the state starting, well, first one's January 1st, 2018, and then the standard for computers is going to be 2019, and then there's going to be a more stringent level of standards on 2021. California is being silly. Yes. Now, they state these are just for when the computer is not in use. <coughs> so anytime the computer is quote-unquote active, mm-hmm. they don't have to comply with these rules. It's just so when it's you're... For, comp- it's for hibernate and sleep and modes like that. Yes. But if I just walk away from my computer, it's still active. Yes. Which there's a lot of computers at work that I don't put into hibernation mode because that just causes problems. Right. And if anybody complains, I point to the uh, 10,000 watt kilowatt transmitter that we've got going, hey, look at that guy. <laughs> You're wasting power. Am I? Like on the grand scheme of things? (laughs) uh, Look at how much literally kilowatts of energy that we are literally pumping into the air. Air. We are literally just... Spewing out energy. Spewing out energy everywhere. There's, you know... We just try to take most of it and like, you know, order it in some way. Mm -hmm. But really, we are just spewing out energy. Yep. No, I believe me, the line loss on those things is probably 70% of the energy is lost in the cable. 
How many people have complained to you about that? I just had one who kept on complaining. He's like, but I want to shut down my desktop computer at night to save on energy. You're like, dude, we're a radio station. <laughs> we, don't, we don't save energy because that's all we do. So they're going like, okay, you shut off your computer for eight hours, 16 hours probably. How much is that going to save versus, hey, look, the radio station you're trying to sell advertising for, how much energy is that using? Hmm. Do you want to do the math? Because I could do the math. I mean, that said, he wants to save energy. That's a good thing. Yes, that is true. But in the grand scheme of the company. It doesn't change. Right, but it doesn't change. Like, that's that's like saying I shouldn't vote because it's not going to change anything. Yes, if everybody agreed to that thing. It's the whole long tail thing. I get it. Right. I do. So, and it's just like this, where, you know, individual... Don't look down you, on that guy. Yeah, individual people in California are, according to their calculations, only going to save approximately... Uh, let's see, $44 over five years. But that's a lot of people. Yeah. What, 23 million, uh, 25 million monitors, which would save you $31 over seven years. And 21 million desktop computers, which would save you $44 over five years. That's still $44 times 21 million. On top of that, 31 times 25 million. So yes, there will be savings there. And, you know, everybody should do their little part, but sometimes you got to go for the big fish first. What do we got? Civ 6? What do we get? Was there another problem with it? Is there an update? What do we got? Do you remember the Battle Royale? Yeah, that giant AI thing that they had done with Civ 5? Well, they're doing it again with Civ 6. This is the Civ 6 Battle Royale 3. Uh, They have gotten really, really kind of into this and advanced. Um... (laughs) It, it has its own website, uh, and they're still doing setup for it right now. They they have the world, and there are, I don't even know, well, it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Looks like 35 computer players. Oh, jeez. Uh, and they are they are currently doing voting for okay yeah here thirty one different regions uh the world would be filled oh god no the world will be filled with fifty civilizations oh jeez in order to do this they've broken up the world into thirty one different regions and they're doing voting by region. Uh, when each region goes live, some may notice leaders in the candidate pool that have particularly unsavory reputation, which is to say. Uh, they cause crashes. Their response is, don't worry about voting for a sweet sieve with a bit of instability. In the time between vote collection and lineup announcement, and when the thing goes live, we've got an elite cadre of some of Civ's best modders who are standing by to ensure these mods are rock solid when the launch happens. Oh, so they're, invite- they're, they're picking mods too. Oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, they did that for Battle Royale. That's how they got so many uh, civs. There are not 50 civilizations in Civ no. 5. No, they're not. Or Civ You're 6. Right. right. Civ 6 now. Good lord. Combat animations and, have been turned on, which is good. Yep, Minimap has be been live enlarged. Streaming the whole thing. Oh, geez, when does it start? Uh, December twenty sixth. All right, goes live on the twice. I know what I'm doing. Christmas Day or day after Christmas, right? Twenty sixth is day after. Yep. Uh, shit, that's Monday. I'm at work. <laughs> you have two. I monitors. guess I know what I'm doing at work. <laughs> you have two monitors. Yeah, which probably isn't blocked at work. Um. It might be. We'll see. There is a custom all-seeing eye live data visualization component. Oh, my. Yep. They have gone crazy with this one. Oh, my gosh. 50 civs, 24-7 live-streamed event. Oh, well, that's nice. Um, uh, we're bringing back the concept of charitable donations in the first iteration of the Civ Battle Royale. Whenever a civilization was knocked out of the game, accumulated funds up to that point were donated to a charity relating to that culture. Aww. That's adorable. Yeah, so donators will gain access to additional features of the SS Observer, the Twitch user-controlled camera, will be featured on the live stream itself, alongside with more Twitch emojis and additional flares. Hmm. So they're allowing Twitch to control the camera. Yeah, this, uh, are you sure this is Civ 6? Because this looks only like Civ 5. I thought it was supposed to be Civ 6. All the stuff there is looking like Civ 5. Oh, maybe it's Civ 5. Still, 50 civilizations, that's still going to be interesting. Okay, fine, it's Civ 5. I thought it was Civ 6. All the stuff here says 5. All the stuff on their website says 5. Yeah, it's all Civ 5. Okay. Well, I guess I need to go change the title. Yeah, I'm looking at the map going, that grid is very grid-looking, which Civ 6... It's hex. Civ 5 and 6 are both hex. Yeah, but the strategy view? Strategy Uh, view is not hexy. 
No. Which is super annoying. Okay. If there's one mod I want to find for six, is turning strategy view back into an actual hexagonal map. It's goddamn annoying. Oh, let's see. Verizon's act. Oh, they actually are going to kill the Note 7. Yeah. So after that big deal we made last week, uh, the the stance that Verizon took is still accurate. It's still active. They still say we are not going to disable this during the holidays where people might need to reach out to uh, family and emergency responders. And it's the holidays. So they're delaying it by like a week. January 6th, I believe, was the date. January 5th. Okay. January 5th is when they will apply that same patch. So it will stop taking a charge. That's all I got for it, though. (laughs) I was was checking on something, because supposedly, like, CeeLo Green had a cell phone blow up on him, but it's actually part of his next project he's doing called Gnarly Davidson. Okay. So it's not actually um, a leak. I thought it was like a legitimate video where the the thing exploded in his face, but it's not. It was just part of his next project. Soylent has updated their recipe. (laughs) Is this one going to get people sick? (sighs) Well, that's the hope, is that this one will not. It will not make people sick. Uh, It will stop people from having the, uh, quote-unquote, uncontrollable diarrhea. So they think they figured out what it was. It was an algae that they were using for some of their uh, proteins. They said, we will not be using that the next time. Soylent has a coffee drink that supposedly sucks. I don't know. I know they have a coffee drink. I've never actually tasted it. According to the Gizmodo review, it sucks. Okay. Well, I don't actually doubt that. All right. Their their food is not designed to be tasty. <laughs> Let's remind everyone of that. I have a pack of Soylent downstairs. It is not tasty. No. This is not something you eat for the fun of eating. This that is something is the, you yeah, eat that's just the to opposite. feel full? Uh, it's something you eat for nutrition. Okay. It's when you don't want to make food, you have Soylent as an option. So, what else, Andy? Um, remember that massive email hack dump that was, uh, they they got access to the emails of Hillary Clinton's champ- campaign chairman? The John Podesta emails. Yes, the John Podesta emails. Yes. Supposedly, how that happened, um, what happened was last March, he received an email purportedly from Google saying hackers had tried to infiltrate his Gmail account. When an aide emailed the campaign's IT staff to ask if the notice was real, Clinton campaign aide Charles Devlin replied that it was a quote-unquote legitimate email and that Podesta should change his password immediately. Instead of telling the aide that the email was a threat and that a good response would be changing his password directly through Google's website, he had inadvertently told the aide to click on the fraudulent email and give the attackers access to account. Charles had told the Times that he had intended to type illegitimate, but... He had a typo and said that it was a legitimate, legitimate email. It's it's like flammable and inflammable. Yeah. <coughs> right? Like, it's it doesn't matter which one you pick. No, this one kind of illegitimate right, and that's, legitimate. That's the joke, Andy. Oh. That's the joke, that there is a difference between legitimate and illegitimate. Yes. There is sorry. no difference between flammable and inflammable. I'm sorry, I was not getting your joke. Sorry, that okay. just... I, the, the joke was sarcasm. Maybe the, the coughing and, and nasal has, like, covered that up. You know I don't do well with sarcasm. Yep. But yeah, and also supposedly the whole like email hacking and everything could have been stopped. <laughs> well, but stopped, delayed. Yeah. If somebody you know had just proofread his email. Yeah. Legitimate? No, no, illegitimate, illegitimate. Ah, <sighs> some of those simple little things. Uh, automotive news. Google has reportedly stopped developing its own self-driving car. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I wonder how come. Well, they had, we had talked about them scaling back on their stuff for a while, right? Yeah, well, but that was the whole point of Alphabet, right? Was they yeah. were pulling things off of Google. Well, they are now working with more established automotive developers to include self-driving features, but they're, in, they're not creating a car themselves. Okay. That is hardly surprising. So there is going to be actually a uh, Google self-driving car business media event on Tuesday. So we'll find out more. But yeah, supposedly, yeah, they're just, they're not doing their own car anymore. They're just going to work with, you know, uh, I think they're already working with Fiat Chrysler. So they might just start working with other people to get, you know, their stuff on the... It'll be Ford with Google Nav. Yes, not just Google Car. 
I, I, I'm putting in a prediction. It'll be like Google Nav. That'll be the self-driving feature. Mm. Instead of Google Now, it'll be Google, Google Nav. Well, we'll see on Tuesday, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Other driving news, the Obama administration has released a rule stating that, well, um, it hasn't been enacted yet, but they're uh, open for public comment for the next 90 days. Okay. Um, but the rule says that 100% of a new vehicle fleet um, will have to be vehicle-to-vehicle communication technology able within four years of the rule's enactment. Wait, so they're saying everyone has to do this within four years? Yes, once this rule is enacted, <coughs> yeah. all new light-duty cars and trucks will have to be equipped with vehicle-to-vehicle technology so that they can communicate with other that's, vehicles that's, on the roads. That's how Skynet gets in. <laughs> Have we not learned by watching these movies? Vehicle-to-vehicle communication is how Skynet gets to the, all the cars. And that's just the start. That's the, the cars first, then the refrigerators. And then we're locked in our own homes and we can't go anywhere to get food. God damn it, Andy. (laughs) That one almost snuck by me. It almost snuck by me. Then the refrigerators. You laugh, but you know what? I was talking to some of my customers about smart fridges and how, like, I didn't know what to make for dinner. I'm like, man, it would be nice if I just had, like, an app that knew what was in my fridge and what was in my pantry and could generate something. So the idea for vehicle-to-vehicle communications is that a short-range radio communication would exchange messages between cars, telling them on their speed, direction, and location. Which then you you know you could probably hook that information into you know your car's automatic you know braking and you know swerving or lane adjust or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And then they say this will cut down on what they say eighty percent of non-impaired crashes. All right, well, that's good. So a good target. Yep. <coughs> God damn, not fast enough to click the mute button. And the this is the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration is currently pushing these. The Federal Highway Administration also plans to issue separate separate guidance for vehicle to infrastructure communication. So rather than car to car, it'll be car to traffic light. Okay. Sort of things. So that's also could be coming. Yeah. That's the stuff that U of M was working on. Yes. With M City and all that. Neat. I don't know, man. I don't I don't feel safe with the idea that other people could talk to my car. But, well, well, this whole thing of them connecting is they need to get the security right. Yeah. It was that whole thing with the Chrysler thing there. It's like, oh, wait a second. OnStar can actually talk to the rest of the car? And, like, lock the doors and <laughs> shut down the engine? Yeah, shutting down the engine? That's that's not good. That's, that's not good at all. Yep. So if they get the security right first, which hopefully they're starting to do that now, especially, you know, if Google is in charge of this sort of thing. Uh, it's still, like, only a matter of time, isn't it? Like, no matter how good the security is, there's going to be a hole somewhere. Well, yeah, even if it's a legitimate hole. <laughs> it's, any way to access the information is a way for somebody to get into and access the information. Right. It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. So wait, you have Backpack Executive not or declared not a pimp? Backpage. Backpage? Do you know what Backpage is? I'm guessing you looking ever, at this ever image. ever been to Backpage? Hold on. I'm looking at this image, and it looks like this is like a shadier Craigslist. That is exactly what it is. Okay. <laughs> it is a way shadier Craigslist. I'm looking uh, at there because... Particularly the bottom right section. Oh, yes. Wow, that is quite a um, shadier section. The rest of it looks fine. It's like, oh, yeah, right. you know. It's it's supposed to be the back page of the paper, right? It's the, yeah. the classifieds. Yeah. It's just they also don't limit people from posting about, like, dominatrix and fetishists. And, and escorts and strippers. Right. And male escorts, if that's your thing. Um, but it's, it's, you know, that's illegal in a lot of places. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> So the executive was uh, was arrested for pimping because people are putting like I will they, they were basically prostituting themselves on the site. They're saying I will I will give you sex for money. And since Backpage gets money from the people who are advertising Posting? on it, yeah. So indirectly they're getting profit from sex workers, so they're pimping. That makes logical sense. But it doesn't because they're not making money from the sex act. No, they're not. And and it's even more than that. You are not responsible for what people post on your pages. If someone if let's let's put this out. If these executives were actually legally responsible for this and if they were charged with this and it held, if we had ever implemented a, uh, a comments section and someone made an account and posted a comment and said something about like, I will pay, I will uh, have sex for money. We are not pimps. No. But we would be. 
Yes, the correct defense is Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which protects online service providers from illegal activity committed by third-party users of their sites and services. Right. Okay, so... So they were cleared. They they are not considered uh, pimps. <laughs> I was very confused by your title, but now that you've actually explained it, it makes more sense now. I'm sitting there going like, Backpage exec, not a pimp? What? what? Yep. He's not a pimp. And we should be very thankful that he is not a pimp. I'm just curious just to see what's on the rest of this back page. I'm not going to that section. To the adult section? No, I'm not going there. I'm just curious just to see, you know, Michigan. Oh, there's a Kalamazoo page. I'm just curious to see what the most recent postings are. Is I'm kind of wondering what the adult section is for Kalamazoo. It's probably exactly what you think it is. Wow, there's 1,328 <laughs> automotive posts. Oh, 2008 Toyota Tundra for sale for $3,000. Holy crap, there was a lot of posts yesterday. It's a pretty big website. Like, it's not as big as Craigslist, but it's big. Holy guacamole. Yeah, some days there's only one car posted. Some days there's a lot of cars posted. All right, Andy. Andy, come back. Yeah. Come back. All right, coming back. Closing that. Out of there. Yep, already out of there. Off of back page. Now yep, you're on I'm the off. list. Yep, back to our SpaceX. list. What's up now? Uh, the Falcon, not Falcon, the Dragon capsule. Yes. They wanted to launch it manned. They are pushing that back. Well, this is probably because of the Falcon 9 explosion, right? Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. Unmanned demo launch of the crew capsule now lined up for November of next year. Man launches in 2018. Okay. Oh, Boeing now has the first orbital te- flight test happening in June 2018 and a crew mission following in August of that year. Oh, so Boeing could actually be up in front of SpaceX now. Yeah, assuming they don't collapse after what Trump said. <laughs> That's, that is true. That is Have true. You, I haven't looked at their stock price. It's probably rebounded by now. How do you even spell Boeing? B-O-E-I-N-G. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. It just didn't look right. Uh, No, their stock's been fine. Yeah, it was a dip. Took a, took a little dip. Wait, when did he make that statement? I don't know, but I'm looking at the one month, and they're already up from the one month. Yeah, like, there was a dip within that month, but they're still up. Yeah, so... All right. Yeah, they're doing fine. Yeah, they're definitely up for the year. They're way up for the five year. God damn. Yeah, but that's go five years plus like one week. Right. Nope. Never mind. Five years. Yeah, they're way up. Yeah. So I don't think Boeing's doing too badly. It's just all those automated stock programs (coughs) that see the tweet go, oh, crap, sell their stuff. And then the computer goes, oh, crap. Somebody else is selling. I need to sell. Mm, not sure it always works like that. Wouldn't the computer just as likely go, oh, Boeing's cheap. Fuck it. Pick it up. Yeah, there's some that do the other swing. So uh, shopping. Shopping? Yes. I need so, to finish that. Um, Amazon had, we talked about the Amazon store where you could just, you know, put the stuff in the bag and just walk out the door and it will automatically, you know, charge your Amazon account, right? Yeah. Uh, Panasonic is actually working at a, a similar thing. Okay. Um, what, what would be in a Panasonic store? Well, no, it's, they, they're working on just the checkout side of things. Oh, okay. So Panasonic is working on a little checkout basket that you put your items in the basket. It scans the item as they're placed into their basket. You put the basket on a little tray and it will automatically bag it all up for you at the checkout. Cute. So all you have to do is pay. Yeah. The little gif at the top is just cute. It's like, oh, that's how that works. Literally, the bottom falls out of the cart. Yeah, and it just goes down into the... It goes down into a plastic bag. That's awesome. All your the, stuff it is doesn't already... actually fall down. It, it slides off to the side. Yeah. And then the stuff is just sitting in a basket. And then... That's adorable. Yeah. I like it. That's great if you're only buying, like, three things. Yes. If you're buying a basket full of things, this will be great. No, no, it would not. No? I buy a basket full of things. That is three or four bags. What type of bags are you using? Plastic bags. What (laughs) type of wimpy-ass tiny basket are you using? I've never actually used a wimpy-ass tiny basket. I just, we buy enough for a full cart, which this would not work for us unless, you know, it automatically just drops them into bags as I send them down the conveyor belt. That could work. That'd also cute, true. Right? Just like store them up at the end of the conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. The uh, the grocery store near me actually has an app that does not this full service, uh, but you scan the things as you put them in your cart. And then it tallies it and you just hold up a giant QR code for the cashier. They scan that and then you're good to go. Like that gives them the, the total price plus the discounts plus everything. And then you just pay and you're out. Well, that's rife for um, abuse. Yes. Yes. However... 
the amount that they save by just the throughput of that versus the uh, potential loss for people just trying to steal shit, you're probably actually getting more out of it. Probably. I wonder what ever happened to the Meyer was actually trying out some new checkout stuff. Back in like oh. 2014, this was at their Jensen I have not Michigan store. I've uh, concerned myself with the goings-on of Meyer. Well, no, I was just thinking about this, because this, this was shown like back two years ago now. More than two years, almost three years now. And I haven't heard anything, anything new about it, so... Hmm, I'll have to take a look at that one later. Uh, so we talked about the new brand. Oh, there's a new thing for Windows 10. New uh, update that's coming out calling the Creators Update. A lot of it is streaming and a lot of the Xbox on uh, the Xbox Play Anywhere stuff is in the update. But one a thing lot of note, 3D stuff. Yeah, a lot of 3D, 3D stuff. A lot of 3D stuff. But if you look at the second to last paragraph of this article, that's the key right there is where I'm kind of annoyed. In the article, and finally, Microsoft will start bundling drivers with Windows Store games to improve the performance of the game once downloaded. This will work by the game download triggering Windows Update to acquire the minimum driver requirements to make sure that the application works as intended. Okay, what's wrong so with that? You buy a game. Windows going goes to, out and updates your drivers for you. Yes, but I've had times where the latest driver has not worked, <coughs> especially with well, graphics but cards. But, Andy, it's looking for the minimum driver requirements. True. Okay. What so, is the likelihood that your drivers are not at the minimum requirements? Okay, my fears have now been alleviated. Okay. I was just thinking, you know, I download a game, it automatically up. Because how many times have you had that where the latest driver breaks something on your yeah, computer? Yeah, every so often. I usually just don't stay up to the edge. I stay like a version or two behind. Yes. So okay, so that's that's a bit less scary to me. The last thing, yeah, I just wanted is. I'm already annoyed that Windows, I can't shut off the automatic update of Windows 10 on my computer. At all? I can't. There's no way to do it. There, Well, yes and no. I know there's there a, are ways to do it. There's a way to do it if you're using Wi-Fi. Because you can go to the properties of a Wi-Fi connection and say, that yes, this is a metered connection. No, because there's, there's got to be a setting that like major corporations use to override the, the policy. Well, there probably is, you know, if I've got a domain set up. But as... How badly do you want it to not update? I don't want to set up a domain in my own house. I've got okay. freaking two computers. I mean, your computer by its default is its own domain. I know, but where is the thing there? It's Windows Update. Or just, you know, go Linux. Windows Update Settings. Advanced Options. Choose how updates are delivered. Update from more than one place. Yeah, no, I don't want it from PCs on my local network. There's, there's nothing in here to turn off the automatic updates. You'll, if you're Googling this right now, let me tell you, there is a way of doing it. I'm, if you take I'm not your, Googling it right now. Oh, if you go take ahead. your Ethernet connection and you go into the registry and hack your Ethernet connection to claim that it's a Wi-Fi connection, then you can turn on the metered connection and Windows will not automatically download updates on metered connections. Oh, but that would mean being on the Wi-Fi continuously. Yes. Instead of the Ethernet. Yes. All right. Which is why, that's like I said, you have to convince your computer that your Ethernet connection is actually a Wi-Fi connection, even though it's an Ethernet connection. So there's some registry hacks in there in the process. At least that's what I've found out so far. I have not had to work with Windows 10 on any of our networks at work. We're still on 7, and we're okay with that for right now. So once we have to move up to 10, then I'll figure out how to stop it. Yeah. On, a, on a grander scale, rather than having to go in and do a registry hack on everybody's computer. So this this does not include the group policy editor, right? No. Have you tried group, that? Group, is there a group policy editor on this one, just by itself? Because I, I just Googled, stop update Windows 10. And the first thing that comes up is turning off the notify for download, notify for install. Group policy. Windows 10 hacks, three ways to stop forced updates. Now, this might be updating to Windows 10. Oh, yep, Windows 10 home users have to sit this one out. It is only for Windows 10 Education Pro and Enterprise Editions. Boom, which Sucks I do not have. You. Like uh, I said. Option two is the metered connection. Option one is just stop the Windows Update service, which you could actually do. <coughs> so you oh. could actually stop. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. I wonder if I could set the active hours to just be all hours. I don't know. But I would like to point out that within 10 seconds of Googling, I found a better solution. Yeah, stopping the service, because that's going to be helpful every time I reboot the computer, then I'll have to make sure to remember to stop the service, unless I set that up as part of the startup. <laughs> 
once you well once you go through the instructions on that article, the service is set by default to be disabled. Oh, you well, actually you would go. need to manually start the service in order to actually check for updates. Yep. So I'd have to start the service and to check for updates, and then I'd have to actually tell it to check for updates, and then I'll have to tell it to update. Yeah. Which if I just, you know, do the registry hack, make it a metered connection, I could, it will still check for the updates, but it won't actually download them until I say, hey, yeah, download those updates. I think. Yes. So mine would be two steps rather than the three. Yeah. But speaking of metered connections. Uh-oh. Comcast. Comcast. Yes, this one's actually not the internet. This is actually TV. But okay, um, just so you know, the internet prices have re- uh, gone up by three point eight percent in twenty seventeen. I don't will, have Comcast, or will go back. So yeah. Um, well, care. some of the other fees that Comcast has added, uh, they have these two feeds. One of them is called the broadcast TV feed. The other one is called the regional sports network fee. Regional sports network fee. Yes. Um, the broadcast TV fee is going up to $7 a month. The regional sports network fee is going up to $5 a month. So Things are worth what people will pay. Yeah. The two fees so far have in little more than a year gone up from $4 a person or a, a, a user per month to mm-hmm. $12 a user per month. That's a lot. Yeah. Tw- yeah. So this is on top of your base fee. So you get your Comcast bill saying like, oh yeah, no, twenty nine ninety nine a month for 12 months. On top of that, you're paying $12 a month for fees. I, I also love the fact that Comcast says the fees recover a portion of the price it pays broadcast networks and regional sports networks to air their content, which I wonder if how many of those sports ne- regional sports networks are actually run by Comcast. Well, any of them that's NBC, right? Yeah, all, all of the NBC regional sports networks. Uh, yep. Didn't didn't the Big Ten network actually start running with Comcast? I think so. Uh, no, sorry, Fox Sports is Big Ten network now. Okay, so that one's not as bad, but still, it's like how many of those Comcast regional sports networks are what you're actually watching, and yet you're paying a regional sports network fee for Comcast to pay itself? Yep, well, for Comcast to say that it's paying itself, it's really yeah. just you paying Comcast. Yeah, we're in, uh, we're in deep shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, the latest increase in these fees are in addition to a $5 per month increase in the base monthly fees for many internet and TV packages. Woo! Comcast prices go up! Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, I don't know what else to say, because Comcast is garbage. Well, know it, somebody asked Comcast to provide a statement about the increases, and they say the yeah. 3.8% price increase, which is the average across all the nationwide territories... Yeah. Um, is less than half the projected increase in our programming costs. Oh, no. How terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, Comcast doing more Comcast type of stuff. Yeah. Someone posted in here about how they can't wait for net neutrality to get overturned so that Comcast can make sure they're fairly compensated for the Netflix transmission fee and the Xbox Live performance bandwidth fee. Oh, Netflix is already paying Comcast. We talked about that with that sudden jump of Netflix bandwidth. But but that's Netflix paying Comcast, not me Us. paying Comcast so I can use Netflix. Yeah, because that's – oh, no, that probably will be coming. Yeah. Yep. Especially since uh, Tom Wheeler is stepping down. I saw. At the end of the year. You know, eight years ago, that would have been great news. I would have been ecstatic. Yeah. But he's done a really good job. I'm very pleased his performance in in the realm of net neutrality. I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to Tom Wheeler outside of net neutrality, but I I think the FCC has done a pretty good job. They were going to go one direction, then they said, well, let's open this up to public comment. And then everyone said, no. And they said, oh, we're going to turn around and do the absolute opposite because no one liked the first idea. Oh my gosh, it's funny reading the Wall Street Journal article about this. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's an opinion <laughs> columnist, Pete. There we go. All right. Okay. Is it all like, people need to stop whining. Comcast is just doing what they need to do. Well, you know, who owns the Wall Street Journal? Fox, right? Yeah. Okay. Who was very strongly opposed against to the... net neutrality. Yep. Yeah, I, I understand that. So what does okay. the article say? Oh, he's saying the, uh, the headline is, Tom Wheeler teaches how not to be the FCC chief. Ah, which is all just about, it's literally this whole article is all about um, net neutrality. Yeah. All right. We good? Yeah, that's all the topics. So your review, sir. Yes. And I am reviewing a game from 2011 <laughs> because okay. the Steam sale is coming up. So I thought I'd go take a gander through my Steam library of 356 games. And so okay. I, I just started at the top. 
So the very first game on my list is no joke called One Two Three Kick It. Drop that beat like an ugly baby. One two three kick it. Yes, one two three kick it. Drop that beat by drop that beat like an ugly baby. I which, do not have that one, and I feel pretty glad for that. Well, in case you're wondering, it is uh, still in early access. I'm sorry, it was from when? 2011. Five years. Five years it's been an early access game. Okay. In case you're wondering, one of the games that I think you or I reviewed, I'd actually have to look at the list. Uh, let's look at the random review list. If I can actually spell drive with an I. Uh, I think you reviewed a game called Ah. Uh, you would have been reviewing Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I reviewed a game called Ah, which actually came out after this game. A Reckless Disregard for Gravity? Yes. You played that for the potato thing. Yes. Oh, sorry. No, that came out in 2009. Or no, sorry. Ah. You would have purchased Ah in like 2011. Yeah. Um, yeah, one, two, three, kick it is basically the prequel to that game, and <laughs> it's still in early development. It is also ten dollars. Okay. <coughs> so tell me about this game that's selling for ten dollars for early access. Um, it's sort of like uh, an audio audio surf sort of thing, where you know music generates uh, the levels based off of your music library. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gets generated from the music, and the goal is to get close to objects that are generated, but not hit them. So the closer you get to the objects, the more points you get, and then you have to get above a certain amount of points to beat the levels. Okay. That's that's it. So it's, it's, it's basically its own version of Audio Surf. Um, I just tried playing the uh, first couple of levels. Audio Surf, you have the keyboard, right? To go left and right. Or the mouse. Or the mouse. This one is just the mouse, because okay. you're, you're technically, like, falling, but it's basically just, like, a horizontal... It's like Star Fox, where it's all horizontal. Right. So you have Enemy's to use the mouse. Enemy's gate is down. Yeah. So you're, you're, it's horizontal, but you're falling. Yes. Okay. And so, you know, even just trying the, the, the test... You know, like the test levels at the very beginning, I died very quickly and very often. Oh. Um, because I guess that's... my mouse control is not very good. Oh, poor Andy. Yeah, so I'm giving this one a negative, which in case you're wondering, thirty uh, only 36% of the user reviews for this game are positive. Oof. So you did not spend a lot of time on this game. No, no, I did not. <laughs> They're like, uh, no. Yes. I think I got the trading cards, and then I was done with it. I do believe is what the, um, is Gotta what get I those did. cards, though, man. Yeah. Gotta get I, those cards. I think I idled just long enough to get the cards, and that was it. Nice. Very nice. Or not even. I don't think, maybe I didn't even get the cards in this one. Well, it depends. Are there cards? That's the other question. I thought there was. But I just went to A to Z, and I don't see it. 180 badges, and no, I don't have any. Oh, so you idled for nothing. Nothing! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which this game is... Agricultural Simulator 2013. I don't know. The fuck did that come from? (laughs) I don't know. Too late to get a... Yeah, it is way too late to get a a, uh, refund. Why, when did you install it? Must have come from a bundle. Probably. I had to get that in a bundle. March 31st, 2014. (laughs) It had to come in a bundle. Yeah, mine was uh, added 4-14-2011 is when I added mine. So yeah, this 1-2-3-kick it, drop that beat like an ugly baby. They even said, hey, yeah, there's an update coming in 2016. And here we are in December of 2016. 2016, no update. No update. Are, are they even still, you know, going with it? I don't know. I haven't seen what his... Uh, it's still in early development. Yeah, early it's, access. Is- it's still early access. Maybe it's always early access from now on. Uh, Let's see what other games on there. Drop that beat like an ugly baby. Uh, wonderful end of the world. There's a new one called TikTok Bang Bang. That one's also ten dollars. So yeah, no. Uh, drop that beat like an ugly baby. Mm-hmm. No, don't, don't, just don't. Don't, don't drop the baby. No, don't drop the baby. Don't drop, don't drop the ten bucks. Don't drop the baby. Or drop this game like an ugly baby. You don't drop the baby. I don't care if it's ugly or not. You don't drop the baby. 
I was just trying to make, you know, a thing saying this game is bad. This right. Ga- this this game is an ugly you, baby. You do not. But you don't drop the ugly baby. I'm not dropping the ugly baby. I'm just saying that this game is an ugly baby. It hasn't been developed. You should not. Oh, Andy. Okay. Anyway, random topic. I'm not going to touch that one with a 30 foot pole. <laughs> All right. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. <laughs> You are on death row. What is your last meal request? (laughs) (laughs) Dave sounds like he's on his deathbed. You're on death row. For dropping that ugly baby. Meal request. What is your last meal request? Yeah. What is the last meal request? I've had an hour to think about this. An hour Mm -hmm. and a half. Yeah, Laura's player, like, I'm definitely getting bread in there. Yeah, no, it's like, I'm like sitting there, 100%. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm thinking, like, what are all the bread things that I would want? Pancakes. Yeah, Kate, Kate was saying the same thing. She was like, yeah, no, he can have bread, that's for certain. <laughs> Pancakes, waffles, McDonald's hamburgers, uh, the sesame bun, um, Zingerman's Jewish rye bread, uh, toasted with butter. Probably a sandwich, like, not a, not the hamburger, that's not a, really a sandwich, that's just a lump of bread and meat. Um, but like a, a really good, like club sandwich. What about like cheesy bread or pizza yep, or yep, cheesy bread would have to be in there. Pizza. The, the pizzas I have, I think are actually enough of a mock-up of pizza. I'm not feeling nostalgic for cake? pizza. Cake. Oh God. Like a, an angel food cake and a Sara Lee pound cake, the frozen one. I'm salivating. This is really not a good <laughs> way to do this. Um, but you, have you ever gone and just bought a Sara Lee pound cake from the freezer? No, no, I haven't. I did one time and eat it frozen. I did say one of the first times I went shopping for myself, I went and bought an angel food cake just because I could. And then I eat it all (laughs) in one sitting. Uh, Pillsbury cookie dough. Oh gosh. Yeah. Raw from the tube. Oh yeah. Raw from the tube. You got to go raw from the tube. Um, I mean, I'd have like a bite of each of these, right? It's your last meal. You can have whatever you want. Yep. Uh, what am I missing? Chocolate chip cookies, like actual homemade chocolate chip cookies. Not just the dough. These would be cooked. (laughs) So you want cookie, you want the professional cookie cookie and the cookie dough. (laughs) Two separate things. I want a s'more. I would also like a gingerbread house made out of graham crackers. <laughs> Not just graham crackers. You want it built as a gingerbread house. Yep. <laughs> uh, Kit Kats, Twix, cookie dough ice cream, cookies and cream ice cream. <laughs> would you like a stomach pump so you could, you know, keep going? Hey, they didn't say it had to be a one course meal. <laughs> no, you're at like six courses right now. Uh, chicken noodle soup, minestrone soup. Um, speaking of extra courses, (laughs) beer and cheese soup. I would like to eat myself into enough of a coma that I just don't know what else is coming. Of all the things that, how, okay, so now I'm just curious, how long before your stomach would just go to revolt? After you and eat I'd all throw this. up? Yeah. Uh, are we talking about just by sheer quantity of food or because there's gluten? Because there's gluten. The thing with the gluten is it's not instant. Okay. It takes hours, potentially. Okay, so you got time then. So it wouldn't be like you're sitting there, you know, eat all this food, and then no, they the, let you the wait? The concern would be like I am actually just overeating, and I would eat enough of this that I would throw up. Okay. What would I do for my final meal? I'm not done. Oh, you're not done yet? (laughs) (laughs) I'm still refining the list. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Like, I can keep going if you want. I've had, what is God, how old am I? I've had like 12 years to think on this. Cornbread. Are we doing yours now? Um... Well, I always love a good sauerkraut and Nifflies. Yeah, that's another thing you won't be able to have is the Nifflies. The hell is uh, the Niffly? What? Uh, Spetzel? Uh, okay. Never, I don't think I've ever had that, actually. Oh, well, you probably shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> see, what's in Spetzel? German Spetzel. Oh, it's an egg noodle. It's usually still made with flour. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, one cup all-purpose flour right off the bat. <laughs> Milk, eggs, salt, pepper, butter, a little bit of nutmeg, a little bit of parsley. Um, but yeah, sauerkraut and nifflies are really good. Uh, could go with a really nice, hot, fresh Reuben, once again, with the sauerkraut. <laughs> um, a big thing of baked beans. <laughs> what? Kate just texted. 
She pointed out a common theme in a lot of this food. What? The odor. <laughs> that is true. Um, I always enjoyed the uh, SpaghettiOs with meatballs with a little bit of hot sauce added. Ooh. That's oh, also... A can of SpaghettiOs. Yep. That would be on mine. No hot sauce, just can of SpaghettiOs. I would even eat it cold. Sometimes it is kind of good just to eat that little cold. Um, gotta have some cheesecake in there with some caramel drizzle on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hershey pie from Burger King. Mm, peanut butter cup pie. Mm, I know they have that at Hershey or at Burger King. I've never actually tried that one. Um, Blizzard with nerds in it from Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, got the Reuben. Uh, some steak and garlic mashed potatoes. Um... God, what else would I want? I mean, you've got a pretty big meal there. Yeah, I do. Are you are you trying to match mine? Well, you were just going off the rails well, on yours. You, dude, you have no idea. I know. <coughs> Literally gave you one less chance to have everything that you cannot actually have. Knowing that I won't have to suffer the consequences. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Random Access Podcast Last Meal Buffet. Yeah. Oh, God. I actually want just, like, an entire Chinese buffet. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Egg rolls, no. spring rolls, wontons, dumplings. Wonton soup. Oh, Bow. my gosh. Wonton soup. Matzo ball soup. Mat- oh, my gosh. I, I haven't actually had dinner yet, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, we got a matzo ball soup mix in, like, in the uh, in the cupboard right now. Yep. You're welcome. Oh, matzo ball soup. Oh, God. Like I said, I have not had dinner yet, so I'm, like, literally having, like, yeah. the grumbles right now. Fried chicken. Uh, chicken fried steak. Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> this isn't your last meal. I'm continuing mine. Well, we probably should wrap it up. Uh, it's crackers. Haven't had Ritz in a long time. Haven't found a good replacement for those. Um, we can we can call it there. All right. <laughs> That's a wrap. I need dinner. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>